0: All right, so, um, can you tell me something I really didn't need to know? Hey, Mom, tell me something I didn't need to know. So how about let's learn something we really don't need to know? So welcome to the show, Tell Me Something I Didn't Need to Know, with your host, Mary, and myself, Andrew. Hi, guys. Depending on what episode you're watching, maybe it's the other way around.
1: Or listening to.
0: That one, too, because apparently, you know, watching is impossible. It's
1: not impossible, but it's not quite the same thing. You can watch your iPhone, but that doesn't mean you're going to hear us.
0: You can hear your iPhone, i going to watch it.
1: That is true. You can listen to your iPhone, doesn't mean you're going to see us. <laughs> coffee. What kind of coffee you got today?
0: French Vanilla McCafe coffee. Ooh.
1: <clears throat> I like that over ice. It's all right. That's the only one I drink over ice on purpose.
0: So let me ask. When you drink it over ice. Yeah. You like put a bowl of ice underneath your chair and just drink your coffee. No,
1: no, I sit in the ice.
0: Oh, you, well, then you're not over ice, you're in ice. You
1: <laughs> have to be so technical.
0: <laughs> so thank you again for joining us. Yeah. Um, what do you got for us today?
1: Um, We have a few things today. Oh, wonderful. Let me find them. No. It's just Andrew and I today.
0: Obviously. That's why pre- we introduced ourselves.
1: We're recording on a weekday, and Larry works third shift, so he's sleeping. So Tim also
0: works third shift, and he's I not.
1: I know, but you know, he's There's very, no excuse. He's, <laughs> he's very... He doesn't join us. He left us. He doesn't like to talk
0: to uh, other people.
1: Anyway, just a reminder that we are on iHeartRadio. It does automatically download for you. Hey, Mom. I'm going to tell you about a woman in Poland, okay?
0: Okay. Woman
1: in Poland looked out her window and saw what looked like a bizarre animal that was hanging in her tree outside her house. Been hanging there for a couple of days. She got a little frightened and concerned because it didn't seem to have moved. So
0: it was watching.
1: It absolutely was. So she calls for help, dealing in, um, dealing with what she thinks might be an iguana hanging out of the tree. Maybe iguanas are popular there.
0: I don't really know. I've never been to Poland. How often do iguanas just hang out of trees?
1: Um, in southern states, more often than you would think. Iguanas hmm. are all over in the southern states. I mean, I no. In western states too. I'm in the north. But this is Poland and I don't really know a lot about Poland. Okay. So so she calls for help and then they, they come to her house and Who's they? The police officers.
0: Oh, okay. Show so up at her house. Did she call the police? She,
1: and they, they show did up up at her house. Did she say she
0: had a stalker?
1: I don't know. I didn't listen to the phone
0: call. Well that's stupid.
1: Uh they were able to nab the mystery animal red handed.
0: It was a leaf bag.
1: No, it wasn't. It was bread-handed.
0: It was a Wonder Bread bag.
1: It turned out to be a croissant hanging in the tree. (laughs) (laughs) How do you screw that up? I don't know. It's theorized that the croissant was thrown out of somebody's window as a treat for the birds, and it got stuck in the tree. So the animal rescue officers didn't really mention what happened to the croissant after they retrieved it and saved it.
0: It was there for days. So days. I'm going, well, you never know. Some people are disgusting. I was going to say, I'm assuming they didn't eat it, but you never know.
1: You don't know. I'm surprised an animal didn't eat it. You know, I'm surprised birds didn't pick it off. Or maybe it was just a really badly made croissant.
0: Maybe that's why it was thrown out the window. Could be. Potentially thrown yeah. out the window. It was...
1: I've not had any bad croissants, but it could be. Could have been a bad croissant. Have
0: you ever had a croissant shaped like an iguana? No. No? No. And then you don't know.
1: Croissants aren't usually very big either. I'm not sure how you can mistake that for an iguana. They're not <laughs> that big. Not
0: it's that in big. its larval form. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh those iguanas, they they wrap themselves up in these little croissant-like cocoons and they pop out
2: surprise
0: as, you know, turkey vultures. <laughs> I'm not sure. Okay, you know, I'm just not even...
2: Oh, I don't think that's I'm how trying it works. to go...
0: I don't think so either. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my God, too bad she didn't go and check it out. She could have been, you know, bitten by a croissant.
0: <laughs> or by a potential, you know, turkey vulture hatching. Out of a bread. Oh out my god. yes.
1: Yeah. It's a funny little story. All right, so now we're going to go to Indonesia.
0: Wonderful. Yes.
1: Uh, we're going to talk about a G- GPS snafu. Have you, have you? Do you have a lot of experience with GPS?
0: I, I do. I have a lot of experience with GPS. And a part of me wants to go out and make a GPS that is ethnically
1: Correct? incorrect. A- oh, incorrect. Ethnically incorrect.
0: No. This is probably going to offend some people. What's but, new? <laughs> but, you know, I want that GPS that has the nagging wife option. Well, I told you to turn left. <laughs> Why are you taking this way? You should have taken the highway.
1: I want that GPS that, <laughs> that after whales says, "Stop the car, get the fuck out, and walk. You're gonna get there faster." <laughs>
0: There's traffic this way, stupid. Yes, I want a GPS that calls people stupid. And I'm guaranteeing you, if if I knew anything about coding and I could do a GPS like that, it would totally, and I'd, even if I just posted it for like a dollar, it would sell.
1: Oh, you know it would. A GPS that calls you stupid?
0: It would absolutely sell because they would be like recommending you know it. it to their friends. Like, yo, you really need this GPS.
1: <laughs> yeah. Have you ever had GPS take you somewhere that wasn't really where
0: you thought you were going? Yes. But uh, that was more or less um, user error. I was a pizza delivery guy, and we used our GPS all the time. Right. And when you put an address down, that's the address we go to. Right. Right. Now, when you're in a different county than the county you're ordering from, and there happens to be another road of the same (gasps) name in Uh... the two counties that are neighboring, you go to the wrong location. I I showed up to this guy's house. Knock on the door. The guy goes, can I help you? I got your pizza. He goes, I didn't order any pizza. So is this your address? And I read it off. And he goes, "Yeah, that's my address." Then you ordered pizza, but I didn't. It took me about two hours to deliver this pizza.
1: <gasps> Ooh, it was cold.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I did not get a tip because the lady was in another county, neighboring right, Grand Haven versus Fruitport. Okay. Okay, and she was at the hospital as a worker.
1: So she ordered it for her home, which was... No, 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 no,
0: out. no. she ordered it for the hospital. Oh, okay. 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 But she didn't order from the Grand Haven store. She ordered from Fruitport, Oh. Who delivers to a different area. Oh. So and then she was mad at us because her pizza was cold, even though she ordered from the wrong restaurant.
1: And didn't specify what county she was in. Yeah, that that would make sense. You know, it wasn't her fault. It never is.
0: No. No, yeah. absolutely not. It is totally... And, and, They're like, well, she calls back and she's like, my pizza's cold. Well, no shit. I drove 15 minutes that way. I drove 45 minutes that way. And then it spent, I took half an hour to try and figure out where I was delivering the pizza.
1: Yeah, your pizza's cold. Throw it in the microwave.
0: Well, I want to remake. Well, we're not doing that because you're in a different county.
1: You're not even calling the right store. Exactly. Wow.
0: Anyway. Okay. So yes, I have in fact had that happen. Okay. Okay.
1: (laughs) This GPS problem led a groom to marry almost marry the wrong woman. On April 4th, the groom, whose identity has not been disclosed, used Google Maps to get his wedding venue in a city in central Java. However, the engaged man wound up at the wrong address. Instead of arriving at the venue where his wedding was supposed to take place, the groom and his entourage stopped at a house that was highlighted on the Google app. Unbeknownst to the group, an engagement party was being hosted at that party for another couple, with loved ones and a photographer. So the groom's entourage reportedly shook hands with the family, exchanged offerings, and took what they thought were their seats. It was not clear to the two groups that a mishap has occurred because the groom's guest assumed that the attendees who were already there were family members of the bride, and the woman's family assumed that the new arrivals were family members of the groom. Um, the real fiancé...
0: Hold on. You said this was in another country, right? Indonesia. Indonesia. yeah. So is it customary to not meet the family of the person you're marrying? I don't, I don't really
1: know. Country? I don't know customs over there. Huh. I don't know. Unfortunately, the fiance that was supposed to be there, he was running
0: late. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> so he, his entourage hadn't even shown up.
0: You're not who I'm marrying. Yes, I am. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh, Yeah, the God.
1: real fiance and his entire family were running late for this event, so they weren't even there. The bride-to-be was getting her makeup done, so she wasn't out there, obviously. When the mistake was finally discovered, the groom and his wedding party promptly exited the home and took all their stuff with them. So, I can't even imagine if it had happened to go through.
0: <laughs> Would the man then be...
1: Legally married to the woman.
0: It was an engagement party. It was a wedding. Yeah, um. He was setting up his wedding. He went to an engagement party. The engaged man. Unbeknownst to the group, an engagement party was being hosted. So no, he would not have been married to two. But would he have been promised to two women?
1: Yeah, oh, absolutely. Twice betrothed. Twice I can't handle one. (laughs) (laughs) What is the first woman? Is she going to be understanding? Or is she just going to smack him?
0: (laughs) That's a good question. Pretty please. All right. Ended, probably not. But we'll go with it.
1: Okay. Some things are just, you know, a little bit too bizarre. Don't always understand them. All right. So we have a story today. Oh. Uh, oh, we have National Day. We have to do National totally Day. We just totally skipped over National I Day. I know. I'm terrible. Who wrote this outline? I have no
0: idea. Obviously, it wasn't. So I'm going to start first. Okay. <clears throat> today, National Day, April 25th, National Day. All right. It is the last Sunday of April. Okay. And this is National Day. Pet Parents Day. Now, I will encourage every person to go out there and pet your parent. <laughs> 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 and when they ask you what you're doing, just say observing a holiday. Okay. Except you'd be completely wrong. <laughs> Do not pet your parents.
2: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us it about is a this. day
0: to celebrate the parents of pets. Okay. Know, whether you can have a child or not, you know a lot of families have parents. A lot of families have pets, not just parents but pets too. So this is just a day to appreciate the people who take good care of their pets.
1: Okay? I think that's a good way to do that.
0: I like my idea better. I think you should go around petting parents.
1: Petting parents.
0: If you see somebody with a baby stroller, just you know.
1: Well, they pet you can't them. automatically assume that they're a parent. Well, it doesn't people, say
0: "pet your parents' day." It says "pet parents."
1: They could be a nanny so, with no children of their own.
0: You can still pet them.
1: I don't want them to be offended. We don't want to offend non-parent
0: people. I want everybody to be offended.
1: <laughs> Working on it. Working on it. Nice. Good job. <laughs> you did that much better than I would have done.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, I did pet parents' day uh, justice.
1: You sure did. So we're going to do National Anzac Day, which is actually sub- celebrated in Australia and New Zealand. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, it is one of their most important and revered national occasions, and the acronym stands for Australian and New Zealand Army Corps. So this day marks the anniversary of the first major military action that the country's forces fought during World War One. So, Anzac Day is basically a day with Australians reflect on the many different meanings of war. And they also honor those who have given their lives for their country, which is kind of like Memorial Day for us. Okay. Veterans Day. Yeah. Yeah. So, Anzac Day.
0: Yeah, except this country might actually do it. Americans are just like, yay, we won. Good enough.
1: It's a, it's, for America, it's a reason to drink more beer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Who gives a damn about the people who actually died fighting for their freedom? They don't they take advantage or they don't just take advantage of, but they take for granted the freedom that they do have.
1: I think I think a lot of Americans do. Not all of them, but a lot of them. They absolutely do. Because Americans are not always selfless people.
0: Very rarely.
1: National Anzac Day.
0: So for everybody that I offended in America, I just want to say I'm not sorry.
1: No, Andrews, very seldom sorry about anything.
0: I'm just realistic. I'm sorry that you can't look in the mirror. But for those of you who are decent people, thank you for that.
2: Yeah.
0: For those of you who are just assholes because you're Americans and, you know, I can do whatever I want, I have no words for you. You people are sad.
1: Okay. Shall we move on?
0: And just a happy Sunday for those of you who don't want to observe our
1: national National
0: Days? days. Yeah. Our international days. Or, you know Happy Sunday. Just lazy.
1: Freaking maybe every Sunday. day is a
0: blase day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like observing. But I am hoping to get some, you know, um feedback from maybe not listeners themselves, but listeners' parents. Okay. Saying, Why the hell are you telling my children to pet me? <laughs>
1: something to look forward to.
0: Maybe you should be parenting instead of letting your kid listen to the podcast. (laughs) They don't need to hear.
1: Oh, dear God. That's a really good point. All righty.
0: And for you, Josh, please pet your father. (laughs) (laughs) And tell him it was from me.
1: And tell your children to pet you. Tell your boys.
0: No, because never mind. I'm not making that joke. Okay. (laughs) He's coming over. He might smack me the next time he sees me. That is true.
1: (laughs) All right.
0: All right.
1: You ready to learn something you didn't need to know?
0: No, but you're going to tell me anyway. I am. Okay.
1: I sure am. January 1st of 1913. That is the date the United States Postal Service started domestic parcel post service, which is delivering of packages.
0: Is that the year that the porn industry took packages and made it a totally different definition?
1: Not that I'm aware
0: of. Oh, okay. You should have looked that up.
1: If you, at this point in time, if you wanted to mail anything larger than a letter to someone who lived with the United States, you actually had to use a private express company, and they charged a lot of money.
0: So, the next time I come over and there's a package on your doorstep... Yes. Can I knock on your door and, in a very sensual voice, say, mail?
1: You absolutely can. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Will you be excited to see me?
1: I'm always excited to see you, Andrew. <laughs> I'm sorry, it doesn't usually show. <laughs> I'll try harder in the
0: future. There's also Hug a Plumber Day, which just makes me, you know, a little sad. Who came up with this holiday?
1: I don't know. I, think if I mean,
0: don't get me wrong. It's good to appreciate the people that, like...
1: Take care of your plumbing?
0: Clean your pipes. <laughs> 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 if you've got a plumber in your house on April 25th, what makes it okay to hug him? Just and... throw your arms around a random guy. Or gal.
1: Nothing, really. Nothing. I mean, it's not definitely not politically correct. It's definitely not socially acceptable to run up and, especially with the pandemic. You can't hug people anymore.
0: I almost hugged the furnace guy.
1: I bet you did. <laughs> I almost hugged our furnace guy, too. Deadman.
0: Well, you did it for two years. I did it for like two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> and I almost hugged our furnace guy. <laughs> Granted, he was one of those people that were like, eh, the whole COVID thing, I don't care, whatever. But... You know, it's like. He
1: gave you heat.
0: He did. He gave me heat. And now I do care about the COVID thing. Obviously, I've made several service announcements about that stupid crap. Yes, it pisses me off. I'm sick and tired of this crap. You know, it is what it is, but I'm just saying. We still
1: still have to do the best that we can to keep people safe in our lives, whether we like it. Because I can't. If I'm
0: trying to keep people safe, I should just lock myself in my house and never come out.
1: I can't think of anyone that isn't. Tired of wearing a mask. Yeah. We're all tired of wearing a mask.
0: Actually, I'm kind of not. I like the fact that everybody else is wearing masks because I just feel like I'm, this is my fantasy world. Okay. I like thinking that I'm in a world full of ninjas. <laughs> and right now there are ninjas everywhere.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I have to say my brain doesn't work like Andrew's.
0: Nope. Nobody's. Always look on the bright side of life. Do do. Do do. Do do. Anyway. <laughs> Thank you, Monty Python.
1: Ooh, I can't stick him on the end of this episode. I've already done that.
0: For, for those of you keeping track, um, Monty Python and the life of Brian, that, that is the movie it comes from.
1: Yeah, I've done that one before on the end of one of our episodes. Oh, but, good. But Monty good. Python is on.
0: There are many Monty Pythons
1: one of our episodes. I can't remember which one, but one of them.
0: Das Wunderbar.
1: I don't know. I don't even know what you just said, but that's okay.
0: That's wonderful.
1: Oh. Thanks for acknowledging that.
0: And I believe that's German.
1: It sounds like it. Alright, I'm going to try this again. See you know how far what? we can get.
0: For those Germ- German people, <laughs> this is this is the extent of my German. Das Wunderbar. And Fika das Scheiße. Okay. If I offended you in Germany, I'm not sorry. I, I can't true. offend my mom. She doesn't know what I'm saying. Something about shit. Fuck this shit. <laughs> don't okay. go repeating that. Unless, you know, your parents don't speak German and then repeat.
1: As you're petting them.
0: Yes, as you're petting them. <laughs> 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 that was a good one.
1: Once in a while. I can't shopping. believe,
0: I cannot believe I didn't come up with that. Anyway.
1: You don't get to have all the fun at the table.
0: Is this a story about going postal? No. Are we going to explain to, what pe- to people what going postal is? Because there are people out there that don't. No. Okay.
1: No. Because it's not a story about going postal, so we don't need to explain it. Okay. All right. So January 1st of 1913. United States Postal Service starts. Brings up the
0: package program.
1: Brings up the package program. <laughs> They're now going to deliver packages through the mail.
0: They always did. You just didn't know. <laughs> Every delivery so, ends with a happy ending.
1: If you're doing it right, it will. If not, you're just an asshole. And there's a couple of them out there. So that's what
0: made it right, anyway.
1: The post office is cheaper than parcel service express companies. So while far cheaper, the service did have some limits.
0: First. You cannot ship a dead body.
1: It didn't say. I don't think it said that.
0: Wow. But Our you, government can't is send, so thorough.
1: you can't send a package that weighs over 11 pounds.
0: So you can't ship a dead body. All at
1: once. If it's a little tiny dead body, maybe.
0: A like 10 you're... pound, eight ounce baby. There you go. Wow. Morbid. Moving on. So
1: you can't send a package that weighs over eleven pounds, and you can't send a package that has a combined length and girth of 72 inches. So
0: well, height and
1: width, 72 inches. No. I'm out. The other rule is you can't uh you can't send whiskey guns dynamite. Turpentine matches kerosene, benzene, and
0: rubbing alcohol. I can't send people dynamite? Nope. That sounds like some BS.
1: Unless the rules have changed, you can't send dynamite through the mail. (sighs) All right. So, of course, in putting together the rules for this brand new way of shipping, Mm -hmm. the Postal Service was, obviously, because they don't think like Andrew, they're unable to anticipate every type of item that people would want to (laughs) mail. And history is full of items that people should never have sent in the first place. So here's a short list of some of the oddest things that were ever mailed. All right. Pieces of the Titanic's hull got mailed.
0: It sounds like it's going to be more than 11 pounds.
1: An 11,000-pound Sikorsky Black Hawk helicopter was mailed. And yes, that is over 11 pounds. Animal blood.
0: That one's not so weird.
1: Dead sharks.
0: Also not weird.
1: Some live animals that have been shipped include frogs, worms, snakes, penguins, an alligator, a rhinoceros. And some human babies.
0: <laughs> you said alive things though, right?
1: Yeah, those were alive.
0: Who is mailing their baby?
1: We're going to get to that. Okay. Because that is what this story is all about. The question of shipping babies by parcel post popped up almost immediately. 17 days after the inauguration of this program, Postmaster General Frank, Frank Hitchcock responded to inquiries regarding the shipment of human babies through the mail. While no new regulation was passed at the time, he felt that since babies did not fall into the category of live bees or bugs, that they shouldn't be shipped.
0: Who's shipping live
1: bees? Queen bees. People ship live queen bees all the time. And I
0: have for a long time. Can you imagine getting that package and not knowing what's in it? Oh, I got some
1: Queen bees. I don't think queen bees sting. I don't think they have stingers. You're missing the point. Queen bee, yeah, well, it would be, yeah, you could have a heart attack and die and be scared like you're, yeah.
0: No, no, like who's shipping bees, not just a queen bee, bees. You're only
1: supposed to ship queen bees, in my understanding.
2: So
1: So How do you get them to stay in the package? Tape it shut, put wee teeny tiny, real teeny tiny ventilation air holes in there. Or you could put a little fan on the outside that continuously provides them with fresh air. And blows them against the farthest wall of the box. <laughs> 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 Just a thought.
0: Oh, that's a good one.
1: Thanks. Uh, why would anybody ever consider mailing a baby in the first place?
0: Well, you got morbid people out there like like You've got morbid people out there like me. Now, not that I'm going to ship a baby. But I think of the possibility of what can I ship when somebody says, okay, it's cheaper, it's easier, here you go. One whole service. And I'm going, what can I ship? Hmm. Babies comes to mind. Okay. So, of course, instead of just shipping my baby, I should ask questions. That's not how I work. If I chose, if I thought about it, I'm probably going to try it because I'm an idiot.
1: Yeah, but I think that they shipped babies for really good reasons. First of I don't all, want
0: this anymore. Here, send it to the Postmaster General.
1: No, it's not. You probably lot. ended
0: up with 50,000 kids.
1: It's it's a lot cheaper to buy a railroad ticket, or it's a lot cheaper to ship your baby through the post office than it is to buy a railroad ticket. First of all, if you send your baby via railroad, you also have to send a chaperone, and then you have to bring the chaperone back.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, so that's three tickets. So if you just mail the baby through the mail, you're only paying for one.
0: And what, once you put it in the mailbox, mm-hmm. it's not your problem anymore?
1: Basically. The second reason is that the U.S. Postal Service used to be a whole lot gentler with their packages than they are today. A lot gentler with their packages.
0: No, 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 I'm pretty gentle on my package. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: not my problem. The first record that was found of a baby being mailed in the United States occurred on January 25th of 1913, which was just nine days after the Postmaster General said that they couldn't do it. A mail carrier named Vernon O'Little picked the baby up from the residence of the parents, Mr. and Mrs. Jesse Beagle in Glen, SD, Ohio. And the mail carrier delivered the so-called package to the baby's grandmother, Mrs. Louise Beagle, who lived about one mile away. The baby weighed 10 and three quarters pounds, so just under the 11 pound weight limit. It cost the Beagles 15 cents to ship the, the baby and they insured him for $50. Apparently that's what they felt he was worth, 50 bucks. So, two days after that, another baby was shipped. And this time, it was the daughter of Mrs. and Mrs. Mr. and Mrs. J.W. Savis of Pine Hollow, Pennsylvania. The child was delivered by, again, a rural mail carrier named James Byerly, two relatives who lived in Clay Hollow, Pennsylvania. Next, the New York Times reports that on February 23rd, a woman walked into the New York City Post Office to mail her five-day-old baby to a relative named... Becky Rikowitz in Southern California. So from New York City to California. The clerk placed the baby on a scale and it weighed in at 10 and a quarter pounds. Again, it's under the weight limit. But upon more careful inspection, it was noticed that the mailing label lacked a city. The woman said she was mailing it to Grass Trees, but by that point, the clerk had checked the regulations and said, we can't mail your baby. She left the post office. She was very despondent and dejected and insisted the baby would die. On August 20th of that year, Mrs. D. Boshan of Lodi, California, tries to mail her baby to the home of another woman who lives two miles away. Her postman had been notified of the delivery six days earlier, and he didn't know if the baby could be shipped or not. So to play it safe, he checked with the local postmaster, who told him that it was against postal regulations to mail livestock. And since the baby was technically classified as livestock, the postman said he had to tell the woman, she couldn't mail her baby that. So one year after the postal office Gee, I would, started, started. I would
0: have restricted it. You can only mail livestock on Saturdays.
1: <laughs> so one day after the post service started their parcel post delivery, they raised the limits on packages to 50 pounds. And you know what that means. More kids. Larger children. Yeah. Not more, but larger There was a story in the New York Times that told of a two-year-old boy that was successfully mailed via parcel post from his grandmother in Stratford, Oklahoma, to an aunt in Wellington, Kansas. The boy had a tag around his neck with 18 cents of postage affixed, and it was reported that he (laughs) traveled 25 miles to get to the railroad, and then he rode the line with the mail clerks all the way. (laughs) But it was a question asked by Stratford, Oklahoma Postmaster G.W. Merrill that finally forced the post office to issue an official ruling on this whole matter. Though it was reported that a man named J.B. Denton wished to send a two-year-old child from Twin Falls, Idaho to Stratford. Postmaster Merrill could find nothing in the rules and regulations of the postal system that said children could not be shipped. That's in Oklahoma. His question reached the desk of Second Assistant Postmaster General and it grabbed the attention of the head honchos there. They finally issued an official ruling that no living animal, including human beings, could be sent through the mail via parcel post. And they allowed for just one exception, which was Queen Bee's. So, as some would say, rules are meant to be broken. And obviously, the subject is not an exception. Of course not. Nope. So, an unnamed 14-pound baby made its way from Grandma's house in Clear Springs to Mom's house in Indian Springs, Maryland. Then there was a woman. Pardon me? When. Um, that did not have a date. Okay. That did not have a date, but I would say it's still in 1913. Then there's the young girl named Charlotte May Piershoff, who weighed in at 48 and a half pounds, and she is also the subject of a very popular children's book called Mailing May, and she is perhaps the most famous child ever to be mailed. May was three months shy of her sixth birthday, so she's five.
0: To see Disney World and their parents couldn't afford a ticket. I'm not sure
1: not sure um so february 19th 1914 her parents dropped her off at the post office in idaho the conductor of the train was shocked when he entered the mail car to find may with 53 cents worth of postage attached to her coat so she traveled the remainder of the trip in the mail car and was finally delivered to her grandmother in lewiston idaho she traveled a total distance of about 73 miles from her home the next year, in March of 1915, six-year-old Edna Heff was mailed from her mother's home in Pensacola, Florida, to her father's home in Christianburg, Virginia, for 15 cents, worth of postage, Edna, completed the journey and gained the honor of the longest distance that a child was ever mailed via parcel post.
0: So if I don't feel like dropping my newborn off, can I just mail it to you? Yeah,
1: absolutely. There you go. Yeah. Put it right in the box. Right in the
0: in the mailbox. Do and order. don't forget
1: to put your flag up, though.
0: Right. Overnight shipping and all that.
1: So, <laughs> baby deliveries were reported periodically over the next few years, and the post office kept reminding public that it was illegal to do so. And the last story that we could find uh, was dated June 10th of 1918, when Mrs. W.C. Henderson of Mountain Creek, Alabama, had a baby delivered by mail to her residence. Um, so... By August 18th of 1934, which is 16 years after the last case we could find, um, the mailing of babies had come to a complete halt. But then there were two hundred non Union men working inside the Aluminum Company of America, which is better known as Alcoa. Um, They were working in Tennessee, and there was a big strike. Men could not get out, and no one could get in to see them. There were picketers outside the plant who wouldn't let anyone or anything through, and the only exception was the mail. So as a result, wives tended to mail packages of food and clothing to their husbands because they couldn't. So two wives, the wives of John Hood and James Hatch, came up with this idea of mailing their children to the fathers for a brief visit.
0: Yeah, I cannot stand my kid. You are going to see your father. (laughs) Yep.
2: Yeah, I can see it.
1: At this point in time, Postmaster felt that no harm would, would happen. They provided that the children were stamped and addressed in the proper manner. So each child had big tags, address tags, tied around their necks, and they were successfully mailed to their fathers in Tennessee. And they spent a couple hours with their dads, and then the parcels or children were mailed back home. So the next time that you would like to send your child on a long trip, just drop them off at the local post office and see what your postmaster has to say. My assumption is that they will not be checking the regulation books but someone however will probably because of the age Watch
0: their of- jaw drop to the floor it's gonna be-, be awesome
1: because this is the age of Karens
0: oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> that shit will end up in Facebook so quick <laughs> and you know there's somebody at every post office with a freaking cell phone who's gonna video record the whole thing and it's gonna turn into a video it's gonna go viral and then people will find us so yes please do it <laughs> Yeah. It was our idea, kind of.
1: So that's um, that's my little story about mailing babies to the mail. <laughs> Which is kind of weird. Not even just
0: babies, but children. Children. Just, children. Just children.
1: Yes, under 50 pounds. As long as you're under 50 pounds. Yeah. Who'd and have... this
0: was in 1913?
1: Yeah. Continued through 1918.
0: Mm. I was going to say World War Two.
1: No. I think World War Two was in the 40s. I think you're right. Yeah. I, talking, I was gonna, gonna say. I, I was gonna say, though, one.
0: if if we hadn't outlawed mailing your children, imagine how many children could have been saved in World War II if they could have just overnight express shipped their children to the U.S.
1: That's right. That's a good thought. But then you're gonna have all the carers going. Oh, you're
0: gonna. Where are volume. they gonna
2: live?
0: How about you open up your residence? No, and if I'm you kidding. can't afford to, you can't afford to be a Karen. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, that's just a fun little story about mail babies when post office turned mailing packages. Of
0: course, you know, immigration would be totally different at that point. Holy shit, Wouldn't have yeah. to worry about hopping over the border, you know. You, we'll just mail a little, the you Amazon know, across the thing. The
1: Amazon The Amazon guy's bringing them.
0: <laughs> I think we're going to need a bigger truck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, wouldn't have to worry about the unemployment rate, you know. And just send people over here that want to work, and then we can just, you know, ship people that don't want to away. Oh, I wish. I wish. So many people that don't want to work. Uh, well, see, but the problem with that is if you take that into consideration, technically I'd be seen as a person who doesn't want to work. But...
1: You're a stay-at-home dad, though.
0: I work with you. I work with my son.
1: Yeah, you're a stay-at-home dad. You take care of your son. I do... There's a big difference there.
0: I do. And ever since hey, I've been home, like, well, my wife is, like, realizing that I really can cook. <laughs> Yay. She's I mean, like, this <laughs> is really good. And she always sounds surprised. I I can cook. Why are you surprised by this?
1: Because you don't come across as the kind of person that cooks. People make assumptions. And here's my question is, stay-at-home moms, I mean, nobody looks down upon them. So why would someone, why should someone look down upon a stay-at-home dad?
0: Okay. Well, this is going to get people to call on you, because I do have an answer. In the Bible, it states that the man will provide for the family.
1: Okay. Times were different then.
0: Uh-huh, but that does not mean anything to this day and age.
1: I'm going to have to disagree with you on that. I mean...
0: You're entitled to, <laughs> But then but...
1: you also have everybody interpreting the Bible in their own manner, too.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And there's so many different kinds of Bibles out there who might say the same thing but they say it differently and so it can be interpreted totally differently i mean if you want to get into bible discussion which we really shouldn't because we said no religion no politics things have changed since the bible was written and i believe that the core values are are good and right and should be followed but when the bible was written men provided for their families there weren't single parent families you didn't Jump from relationship to to relationship. Things were very different, and society today isn't the same as it was then.
0: I, I understand that. So, I'm simply saying that is the answer to your question: Why is it looked down upon a man for staying home versus a woman? Well,
1: I don't think that's a good answer, though, because there are some well, women they, who are better at raising children, and there are some men who are better at raising children. So, if you can give your child the best of life with a man staying home, then I'm all for it. I don't know. Anyway.
0: Maybe we just change the world.
1: Always a possibility.
0: I'm waiting for a Karen to give
1: It's probably going to happen someday. I don't oh, care. Oh, absolutely. I don't, I don't even care.
0: I'll ignore them. But I will... Sh- well, okay, I won't ignore them. But I won't respond to them. And I will definitely share it on the podcast. And hopefully by then we'll be doing video so that they can see the look on my face of the whole, I give no shits that you're an asshole. <laughs>
1: So many, so many people are assholes. So I know. So
0: many. Well, I'm one of them, but I'm a good asshole.
1: But you're an entertaining asshole most I of the am. time. You provide entertainment with your assholeness.
0: I try. So. All right. Thank you to everybody who stopped by and let us your ear today. We absolutely love all of you. if you would like to leave a suggestion or an idea or a comment... Absolutely. Most of those of you who actually truly engage with us, you already know how to do this. But for those of you that don't, you can find us on Facebook at Tell Me Something I Didn't Need to Know. We're at TMSIDNTK at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter at TMSIDNTK. If you enjoyed your short stop with us, please feel free to follow the podcast. Leave us a rating and a review, preferably on Anchor. That's uh, where we get a lot of our stuff. But uh, please... Make sure that you subscribe, follow, like on PodChaser, because they do the Meals on Wheels. Um, They donate for something or another
1: every time we get a rating and review, even if it's a bad rating and review. We prefer good ones, but even if it's bad, they donate to Meals on Wheels. We don't get any of it; it all goes to Meals on Wheels.
0: So even if you don't want to support us, please just support the Meals on Wheels. Although I and they get Meals Meals on
1: Wheels. Wheels aren't isn't isn't like that. It's not like some of your food programs, Meals and Wheels, is designated for elderly people oh. who are shut in.
0: Well, in that case, I don't have a problem with it. So um, it provides yeah. some
1: good, nutritious meals that they can warm up in their oven or their microwave.
0: So please, seriously, Pod Chaser is probably the one that I would uh, definitely go to the most. But if uh, you feel like being a douchebag and not supporting that particular charity? Then um, you can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and iHeartRadio. This podcast is co-hosted. Second time. This podcast is co-hosted by two people that have already introduced themselves, and I feel like this is completely unnecessary again. So my
1: th- redundancy.
0: <laughs> my final thoughts. Till next fortune. time, my maja is, you know, English is probably not the my first language. <laughs> Sarcasm is.
1: I know. We, we are well aware. <laughs> so, <We're> well aware.
0: <laughs> until next time, guys, have a wonderful day.
3: Bye, guys. Bye. I'd rather see songs like the one that Woody Guthrie wrote for his kids. I'm gonna like write... <laughs> I'm a-gonna wrap myself in paper, I'm a-gonna daub myself with glue. Stick some stamps on the top of my head, I'm a-gonna mail myself to you. I'm a-gonna tie me up in a little red string, I'm a-gonna tie blue ribbon too. Climb up into my mailbox, I'm a-gonna mail myself to you. And then my postman comes and takes me out of the mailbox and takes me downtown to the post office. And they put me on a big train in a big sack. And then it gets to your city, and they take the sack, and they throw it off the train, and they take me up to your post office, and your postman comes and takes me down the street to your house. When you find me in your mailbox, cut the string and let me out. Wash the glue off of my fingers, stick some bubble gum in my mouth. Take me out of my wrapping paper, wash the stamps off of my head. Pour me full of some ice cream sodas Tuck me into a nice warm bed I'm gonna wrap myself in paper I'm gonna dab myself with glue Stick some stamps on the top of my head I'm gonna mail myself to you